morning and open the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, I appreciate um, men that filled in last week while we were gone and uh, got to spend Thanksgiving with our daughter and her uh, husband in Oklahoma and uh, enjoyed the trip there, well, didn't enjoy the trip there, but enjoyed being there, that was a long drive, um, but uh, so thankful for the guys that were able to Uh, preach, uh, my dad and then Brother Jay. And by the way, if you didn't get a chance to listen to those messages, if if you weren't here last Sunday, I would strongly encourage you to go back and listen to them, two very, very good messages uh, that were preached. And and so I would really encourage you to go back and listen to them. I heard my dad was trying to take my chair. Uh, You know, I'm not sure what's up with that, but so I was expecting this morning to come in and not find a chair up here, but it's there, so uh, I, I don't know, but... It's, yeah, it's, it's nice, yeah. All right. Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to begin reading in verse number 15. Ephesians chapter 5, in verse number 15. Paul says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Father, we do pray that you would just bless now as we open your word, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, and uh, Lord, I pray that... Lord, as you work, that we would be willing to be obedient to what you'd have for us. Lord, when we think of, just as the song that was sung, that you were willing to come and put on flesh and blood and become a man for us. Lord, to die on the cross for our sins, to take our sins upon yourself, Lord, for us. Lord, I pray that as you speak to our hearts, that we would be willing to do what you would have for us to do for you. And that we'd want to live our lives in a way that would honor and glorify you. And so, Father, just bless in the message now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're continuing our series on imitating our Father. From verse number 1, he says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children. To be followers of God. That word follow, uh, that word followers there is the Greek word mimetus. It means to, it's where we get our word to mimic or to imitate Right, So we're mimicking, we're imitating our Father. And as we've been going through here, we've seen uh, already there are two specific areas that God says we are to follow Him or to imitate Him. And if we are the children of God, then we ought to imitate our Father. And we saw, first of all, that God is love. And therefore, we are to walk in love. We are to imitate Him in love. That's what He speaks about in verse number 2. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, right? So we are to walk in love. We're to imitate him in love. And then secondly, we know that God is light. Therefore, we are to walk in light, right? He says in verse number eight, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And so he's telling us as believers, we are to imitate our father. And he's given us two specific areas already, to walk in love and to walk in light, So let me ask you again this morning, how are we doing on that? How are we doing? 
If he's telling us these are two areas we're supposed to imitate him, if he's telling us these are two areas we're supposed to follow him, how are we doing? Are we walking in love? Are we showing the love of Jesus Christ to those around us? Are we walking in light? Are we allowing the the light of Jesus Christ to, to shine through us, right? Are we working to imitate him? We understand we're not going to be perfect. Please, we, we've talked about that. We're not, God's not saying you have to be perfect in these things, but we ought to be following him. We ought to be mimicking him. We ought to be desiring to, to do these things so that others are able to see Jesus Christ in us. But notice there's a third area that he says we are to walk. We know that God is wise. And notice what he says in verse number 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but notice, as wise. So God says this third area that he wants us to imitate him, we are to walk in wisdom. We are to walk in a wise way, walking in wisdom. Now, as we kind of look at the beginning of this, he says, see then that you walk circumspectly. That's not a normal word that you just use in conversation, is it? circumspectly. In fact, I was surprised when I was looking to see how many times this word is used in Scripture. Um, This is the only time it is used in the New Testament. And there's only one other time it's used in the rest of the Bible, which would be the Old Testament, right? If this is the only time it's used in the New Testament, there's one other place. It's got to be the Old Testament, right? And it's used in the book of Exodus, In the book of Exodus, chapter 23 and verse number 13, as God is giving instruction to Israel, he says, And in all things that I have said unto you, be circumspect, be circumspect, and make no mention of the name of other gods, neither let it be heard out of thy mouth. So this word circumspect here in Exodus, in chapter 23, the word circumspect means to keep, to watch over, to guard, Right? So think about this. God says, the things that I'm giving you, you need to guard them. You need to watch over them. You need to keep them. Right? These things that he's commanding them. He said, be circumspect for these things. And when we come to Ephesians 5, in verse number 15, he says, walk circumspectly. The word circumspectly there is very similar. It means carefully. It means accurately. So think about what God is telling us here. Right? We are to walk carefully we are to watch how we walk because it's important that we again as Christians are imitating our father so he's saying even to to watch over it to guard how you walk be careful how you walk make sure you're walking accurately in a way that is that is imitating in a way that is showing our father the way that's showing God. So he says, walk circumspectly. Watch how you walk. And then he tells us how. Not as fools, but as wise. He says, you want to know how to walk right? You want to know how to walk accurately? You want to walk in a way that is pleasing to God? Here it is. Walk wisely. Walk in wisdom. Not as fools, but as wise as wise. So let's look here at this passage. We're going to kind of break down this this morning. Walking in wisdom. What does it mean to, how can we walk in wisdom? How can we walk in a way that is wise? 
right? Well, he tells us several things here. Notice, first of all, and I just kind of mentioned it. He says, first of all, not as fools, not as fools. Now, sometimes we can get this idea of what a foolish person is. We can think of a foolish person as just someone that maybe just doesn't think, right? They're just, they're foolish. They don't, they don't think about what they're doing. They just act or whatever, right? And of course, you know, we could probably think of somebody that's like that, right? But an unwise person, someone that is a fool or is unwise, is, a, is someone who, who doesn't think they're careless, right? They just don't care. They're, they're uncaring and they are worldly-minded. Again, so think about what we're talking about. God is saying, I want you to walk as wise, not as fools, okay? So we're thinking about, this is something that God is saying, I want you to imitate me in, Walk as wise. Walk in wisdom. Again, we're talking about God. Not being worldly minded. Not just doing things without thinking or being uncaring. Or being careless about it. This is someone who just goes about their day without the thought of God. They don't even think about God. Right? God just never even comes to mind. There's no thought about God or even what God wants of them or what God wants them to do. I mean, no thought about God. Not even thinking about God, not concerned if if this is something that would please God or not please God. Now, again, we, we would think, right, think with me on this. If Paul is writing to believers, we would think that this definition of an unwise person or a fool being worldly-minded or uncaring or not thinking or careless, we would think that that has to do with the world. Right? But he's not writing to the world. He's writing to believers. You know what's sad is that there are many believers who are walking unwise. You know how sad it is for a Christian, somebody who knows Jesus Christ as their Savior, to go through the day and never even think about God? I mean, God doesn't even cross their mind at all. I mean, nothing about God, not even thinking about, Lord, is this something that the Lord would be pleased with? Is this something that the Lord would have me to do? I mean, nothing doesn't even cross their mind, has no concern for the things of God at all, doesn't think about God. They're, they're, just, they're just doing, they're just living life. And God says, that is unwise. That is not the way that a Christian should walk. That's the, that's the way of a fool, he says. A fool is someone who walks. Uh, again, please understand, we're not talking about the world here, right? We're talking about Christians, say, can there be foolish Christians? Yeah. There can be foolish Christians. And and let's let's be honest. Every one of us has probably done this before. Right? We've all lived foolishly. We've all probably gone throughout our day without ever even thinking about God. Just don't even think about God. Don't think about the things of God. Don't think about what God wants. Don't think about how we responded to that person, if that was pleasing to God. Or we don't think about how we're, we're treating that person or, or what we're doing for our boss or anything. We don't think anything about it, whether it has to do with God or not. It's just we're just going with life. And we don't even think about God. God says that's not wise. That's not the way of God. In fact, when we look at the life of Jesus Christ, 
Every time we find Jesus doing something, it always goes back to what? This is what the Father wants me to do. This is the will of the Father. My need is to do the will of him that sent me. It all goes back to the Father. I'm doing this because of the Father. I'm doing this because of God. I'm doing this because this is why I'm sent. It all goes back to what does the Father want? And as Christians, this is what he's saying. Walk as dear children of God, right? Be followers of God. How? In love, in light, and in wisdom. God says, I want you to walk wisely, not as fools. I don't want you to walk as a fool. I want you to walk in wisdom. Why? Because, again, we are, we are representing the Lord Jesus Christ. We're representing God here on the earth. Look, this building does not represent Jesus Christ. This building does not represent God. This building is nothing but bricks and wood and mortar and nails and ca carpet and chair. That's the building. It doesn't represent God. But you and I do. If we know Jesus Christ is our Savior, we are representing the Lord Jesus Christ everywhere we go. Whether you're at Walmart or whether you're at the gas station or whether you're at Kroger or whether you're out shopping for Christmas presents or whether you're getting ticked off because that person parked in your parking spot that you were waiting for five minutes for, you know, I mean, wherever we are representing the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I want you to mimic me in wisdom. In wisdom. He says, not as fools. Notice, notice the second thing here. If we're going to walk in wisdom, we cannot live foolishly. But notice he says here, redeeming the time. Verse number 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. Now, we understand we cannot buy extra time. Some of you are like, I wish I could, right? I wish I could buy extra time, right? I wish I could buy a few extra hours of the day, right? Uh, some of you that maybe are in college and trying to get college classes done and that deadline was at midnight or something, you're like, boy, I wish I could buy some extra hours of the day, right? Or that job that, that your boss has given you a deadline that, hey, this needs to be done at this specific time. Well, I wish I could buy some extra time, right? Can't buy it, can you? You cannot buy extra time. In fact, every single person has the same amount of time. There are only 24 hours in a day. 1,440 minutes, 86,400 seconds in a day. In a year, we all have the same amount of time. Nobody gets extra time, right? In a year, we all have 8,760 hours. That's it. That's all we get. There's no extra time. We all get 525,600 minutes a year. That's all we get. And just because I figured it up, you get 31,536,000 seconds a year. <laughs> that sounds real, like a lot, right? We all get the same amount of time. You can't buy extra time. But what we must realize, what God is saying here, is that time is the gift of God. Time is a gift. And what we do with our time is important to God. What we spend our time on is important to God. We only have a certain amount of time. And by the way, let's face it, we don't even know how much time we have. Nobody knows how many years we're going to live, right? I mean, the Bible says that really the number of, of years of man is three score and ten. That's about 70. And if he, he really has some extra time, about 80. So, I mean, if somebody lives to be 70 or 80, God says that's, that's a full life there. 
But let's be, let's be honest, there are some people that don't live that long. Some people don't live to be 70 or 80. Some people live longer than 70 or 80. You see, no, nobody knows as specifically how much time we have. But what God is saying is, look, you have to understand, the time that you do have, the time that you have right now, and the time that God is going to give you tomorrow if you're still alive, and the time that God is going to give you on Tuesday if you're still alive, and Wednesday if you're still alive, we need to make sure that we're using that time wisely for God. But what's happened so many times, we just live foolishly. We think this is my time, I'll live it the way I want to live it, and we live life without even thinking about God. We live life without even thinking, hey, you know, tomorrow, am I going to live for God tomorrow? Tuesday, am I going to live for God? Wednesday, am I going to live for God? Thursday, am I going to live for God? We don't even think about it. And instead of living wisely, we're living as fools, God says. We just have this idea, well, we've got plenty of time. Actually, Jesus gives us, gives us a parable about that. Right? The rich man that, man, his, the Lord blessed him and his crops were brought in. And he says, hey, I've got so much in my barns and I've got so much in my fields. The best thing I can do is just tear down my barns and build bigger barns and say to my soul, soul, man, look at you. You're, you're set for life. You're going you're gonna to enjoy life the rest of your life. And God says, thou, what? Fool. Isn't that interesting? Thou fool. This night thy soul is required of Oh, he thought he had lots of time. God said, sorry, your time's over. God says he wants us to redeem the time. He wants us to understand that as a Christian, we only have a certain amount of time that is here, and we need to use it wisely for our God. Use it in a way that is, as we just saw about walking in light, to live righteously and godly, witnessing and sharing Christ with others around us, being, what, being diligent at our work and making sure that people see Christ through us, being faithful to God, being faithful to our, our families, being an example for younger Christians, God says, look, you have a specific amount of time. You don't get any more. You don't get any less. I want you to use it wisely. Use it wisely. I wonder if we were to take a, a survey and just find out, are we using our time wisely? If we were to go one by one, and we were to just take this last week from last Sunday to this Sunday, and we were to go hour by hour. I wonder what we would find. I wonder if we would find, did we use our time wisely? Did we waste it on things that really aren't important? Did we even think about God through those days and through those hours? Were we concerned about, hey, Lord, is this a way that is honoring you? Lord, what can I do to be able to be a witness to this coworker? Lord, what can I do to witness to my neighbor? Lord, give me an opportunity to share the gospel with somebody. Have we even thought about what God wants us to do? I have to say, so many times I'm convicted myself. You know, a lot of times you say, well, you know, the preacher gets up there and he preaches and he's just, everything's perfect with him. And I beg to differ. And, you know, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a very outgoing person. Uh, I'm not an extrovert. I am definitely more of an introvert. I, I don't really care to talk to people. That's just, that's just who I am. I'm just, that's just me. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I tell you, look, we ought to be, you know, I've already said it this morning, whether you're at Walmart or Kroger or the gas station, whatever, we ought to be trying to witness. We ought to be trying to, 
you know, that's, that's not easy for me. It's not easy for me at all. Uh, in fact, I was, uh, I was just at a gas station a couple days ago, and it was early in the morning, and I was pumping gas, and I saw this lady leave her car and walk into the store and uh, just didn't really think anything about it, you know? I mean, I saw her walk into the store. And as, as she was walking back out, the Lord just said, are you going to give her a track? You know, Lord, it's really early. And I'm sure she doesn't want to talk to anybody. And as she's walking from, from the, the, the store to her car, the Lord is just convicting me. Are, are you going to invite her to church? I mean, this is what you tell other people to do. Are you going to do it? I was like, well, she's probably just going to get in her car and leave. And so I was, you know, she's walking back. She's going to get in her car and leave. She didn't. She had gone in and prepaid, and so she was out, and she was pumping gas. And the Lord's like, are you going to, are you going to talk to her? And how many of us, me included, have just put off the Lord and said, you know, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. You know what that is? That's walking unwise. That's walking as fools. It's walking foolishly. I was pumping gas. I went to my car, opened up the car. I keep a stack of, I keep tracks and the Christmas invites right on my door so that as soon as I get out, I can get one. I opened my door, got a, a track and a Christmas invite, walked around where the lady was at pumping gas. I said, excuse me, ma'am, I'm not trying to startle you or disturb you or anything, but our church is having a Christmas program coming up, and I'd just like to give you an invite. And uh, she's like, oh, really, thank you. Uh, I said, we're just, you know, if you know where McDonald's is, she's like, I was just getting ready to ask where your church was. <laughs> I was like, well, if you know where McDonald's is, it's right there, right? I have no idea if the lady will come or not. but I know that I want to make sure that I live my life wisely. I want to make sure that I use the time that God has given me for his glory. And this is what he's saying, redeeming the time. Why? Look at what he says. Because the days are evil. I don't think there's anybody here this morning that would debate that, right? Every person here would absolutely say the days that we are living in today are evil. By the way, this was written about 2,000 years ago. I think the days were evil then too. No doubt about it, right? The days are not getting better, right? It's still evil. We're still living in an evil day. We're living in a dark world. And this is what he's saying. We have to understand the time that we are in. The reason that God says, hey, I want you to be followers of me is you've got to understand there is a short period of time. You only have a short period of time and I want you to use it wisely. Witness, share Christ with others. Be diligent at work. Let people see Christ living through you. Be faithful to your family. Be faithful to God, right? Be an example to other people. Why? Because we want to live in a way that is pleasing to God, in a way that is wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Can I ask you a question this morning? A serious question. And obviously I don't want you to answer it out loud, but I do want you to think about it. Where would you say you waste the most amount of time? Where would you say you waste the most amount of time? Now, look, we all got the same amount of time. Every one of us has the same number of hours, same number of minutes, same number of, you know, it's, it's all the same. But where would you say that you waste the most amount of time? 
Now, I don't know your life, right? I have no idea what you do, but you do. And you know right now, you know something has already come to your mind. You know, you probably could do a little bit less of that. Believe me, that wasn't me, okay? I didn't tell you that. Where do we waste the most amount of time? Wasted on TV? Wasted on the computer? Wasted on social media? Wasted on what? Where do we waste the most amount of time? And when we think about all that time that has been wasted where we could have been using that time wisely for God. You understand? You cannot get that time back. You can't get it back. That time is gone. You can never, you can never get it back. And this is why he says, look, we have to redeem the time. We have to recognize where we are wasting time, recognize what is not important, and focus and change and say, hey, that's not important. I'm wasting time there. Therefore, I need to change that to make sure that the time that I have, I'm using it wisely for the Lord. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. The devil wants nothing more than for Christians to waste their time because he knows we only have so much of it, so he tries to get us to use it for self instead of for God. Hey, if I can just get them off of, off of God, if I can just get them for self and wasting their time, guess what? They're not using it for God. And that's exactly what the devil wants. Our walk should reveal the urgency of the hour and the importance of living for God. As we live our life, it ought to, we ought to live in such a way that we understand, hey, I, look, I don't even know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. Neither do you. Now, we plan that way. We plan we're going to be here tomorrow, but we don't know that we're going to be. So we ought to live in such a way that we don't know what's going to happen, but we want to make sure that we're using it for God. Now, please understand, I'm not saying you've got to be in church 24 hours a day. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. But where you're at whether it's at work or whether it's at home or whether you're out with family or friends or whatever, are we using our time wisely for God? Are we thinking about God as we're using our time? Or have we become so foolish that we don't even think about God? We don't think if God would be pleased with this or if God would want us to do this or if God would want us to buy this. No, we just, we just do it without ever even thinking, considering what would God want in this? What would God want? Redeeming the time because the days are evil. And notice the third thing that he says here. If we're going to walk in wisdom, we have to walk not as fools. We have to walk redeeming the time. But notice he says in verse number 17, Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So he says if we're going to walk in wisdom, we have to understand the will of God. We have to understand what the will of the Lord is. And again, please notice how he stresses again not being unwise. He just said it two verses previous. In verse number 15, don't be wise. And then again in verse number 17, he says, wherefore be ye not unwise. It's very easy for Christians to live unwise. Because we just start going through the motions. We just start going through life and Day in and day out, we get up, we go to work, we get home, we fix dinner, whatever, we do these different things, and we just go through without ever thinking about God. We just go through the motions without ever thinking, what does God want for me today? What does God want in my life today? How can I, how can God use me to help in someone else's life today? 
right? We walk so unwisely, we waste so much time. You say, well, I'm at work and nobody really cares. God does. God cares that you're there. And God wants you to respond in the right way. That's why he says, walk in love, walk in light, walk in wisdom. He wants you to respond in the right way. He wants you to treat people right. Why? So that they can see Jesus Christ through you. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to point them to Jesus. Look, we can't save them. We can't change their life. But we know who can. And we want to let them know what Jesus Christ has done in us so that we can point them to him so that Jesus can change their life as well. But if we're never seeking God, if we're never saying, God, what would you have for me today? God, how can I, what what could I say to someone today that could help point them to you? God, what could I do for someone today that could help point them to you? God, what could I do with that coworker today that could help point them to you? God, what could I do with that neighbor that, that's just always, they're just always irritating me, right? They're just always that, that one that just, they never say anything nice. They're always complaining about, you know, uh, my leaves are in their yard, even though the trees on their, in their, you know, that one that's always, God, what could I do to help point them to Jesus? Instead, you know how we live most of the time? In the flesh. We live in the flesh. Instead of pointing them to Jesus, we point them away from Jesus. We let them say, hey, this is what a Christian is. Bless God, let me tell you, get your stinking leaves off my property and keep them over there and, and make sure that you're, you're doing this at work. And, and if you ever talk to me like that again, you know, wait a minute, hold on. Are we wise or fools? Now, I'm not talking about what the world says. I'm talking about what God says. Are we living wisely or are we living as fools? Because if we're not walking in wisdom and imitating God in how we live our life, then God says we're fools. We're unwise. And this is what he says. Understanding the will of the Lord. Again, he stresses not being unwise. Paul says don't be unwise. An unwise Christian, think about this, doesn't, understand what God's will for him or her is. An unwise Christian does not understand God's will for them. An unwise Christian doesn't understand that God's purpose for their life and where he has placed you. Maybe a young person, it's at the school that you're at. If you're a Christian and you're at a school, God has placed you there. It's not just because, well, that's where mom and dad sent you. No, no, no. If you're a Christian, you're there for a purpose. God's placed you there. Why? Why has God placed you there? Well, the only way I can understand why is if I understand what the will of the Lord is. If I understand why God has placed me at this job that I'm at, wait a minute, you say, well, that's just where I got a job. No, that's where God allowed you to get a job. You don't think God could have shut that door and opened up something else? Sure he could have. So why did he allow you to get that job? Well, it's because I'm so smart. Really? No, it's because that's where he wants you. Why? You see, we'll never understand why we have the job until we understand what the will of the Lord is. He said, understanding the will of the Lord. It doesn't mean you have to know everything that's going to happen in your life. It doesn't mean you have to know 20 years down the road. What what is God's will for my life, right? That's what we think. God's will for my life. I've got to know what it is. 20 years. Where am I going to be 20 years from now? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be 20 years from now. You don't know where you're going to be 20 years from now. So what does he mean when he says understanding what the will of the Lord is? It's not about those future events. It's understanding what the will of the Lord is now. 
redeeming the time now, for the days are evil. Walking wise now, not as fools. Understanding the will of the Lord now. You know, we know there are certain things that God has for every one of us. We know that. We know when we read the Bible, there are certain things that God says, this is what I have for you. If you're a Christian, this is what I want you to do. Do you understand that's the will of the Lord? That's the will of God. If I, were, if, I were to, if I were to ask this morning, someone tell me, what is the will of God for every person's life today? What is God's will today? Somebody tell me. What is God's will for a Christian today? I'm not talking 20 years from down the road. I'm not, well, I'm not sure. Maybe God's going to have me be a missionary. God's gonna, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about today. What is God's will for your life and my life as a Christian today? Somebody tell me. What? Share the gospel, right? Somebody tell me something else. Give thanks, right? First Thessalonians 5. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, right? I heard somebody else. Encourage the brethren. Love God. Tell others about Jesus. Don't be conformed to this world, right? We're supposed to be Christ-minded, okay? Something else. Come on, that ain't it. Discipling others, helping others to grow spiritually, right? What's the, I heard that somebody that's lost to get saved. That's what God's will. If you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your Savior, that's God's will for you. You need, you need to accept Christ as your Savior. You need to get saved. That's what God's will is, right? Somebody else, for a Christian, serving the local church, following the Ten Commandments, being obedient to God, right? What's that? Walking with Christ. Love your neighbor, right? Give God the glory. Come on. Anything else? Let me ask you this. Do you think God wants us in his word? Do you think God wants us in communion with him? Now, you all just told me all the things that we know that the Bible says that God wants for each of us every day. I didn't have to tell you. You told me. Are we doing them? This is what he says. If we're going to walk in wisdom, we have to understand what the will of the Lord is. So if I know what the will of the Lord is, and all these things that were mentioned today, that, those, are, we, those are all things that we find in Scripture for every Christian, except for somebody getting saved. But that's, that's, that starts the process, right? All these other things, that's for every Christian. Every Christian ought to be studying the Word of God. Every, every Christian ought to be sharing the gospel. Every Christian ought to be encouraging others to grow. Every Christian ought to be uh, doing all these different things. We, we, he says, all right, here's what the will of the Lord is, right? Now here's a question. Are we walking in wisdom or are we walking fools? You see, we get this idea, well, I don't know what it's going to be 20 years from now. God's not saying, I want you to know what it is 20 years from now. He said, I want you to do what I want you to do today, right now, today. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. If I'm going to walk in wisdom, I have to understand what God's will is. 
And if I, when I understand and I say, okay, this is what God wants for me. He wants me to study his word. He wants me to pray and to be in communion with God. He wants me to grow in my spiritual walk. He wants me to encourage other believers. He wants me to share Christ with others. He wants me to walk in love as we've just seen. He wants me to walk in light. He wants me to do these things. Then am I doing them? Because if I understand what the will of God is and I don't do it, is that wisdom? Or am I walking as a fool? That's not a word we like to talk about ourselves, is it? Nobody would like to be you know, known as a fool. We don't want to be. I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool. A fool is you know, somebody that doesn't think. A fool is somebody that doesn't. No, no, we're talking spiritual. This is what he's saying. Spiritual. Christians. Not unbelievers. Christians. Are we living foolishly? Because we're just going through our day not even thinking about God. Not concerned whether we do what he wants. We know what he wants. We've just, you told me. Are we doing it? You see, what's the point of knowing what God wants for us if we're not going to do it? This is what he's saying. If you know it, then as a Christian, you ought to be doing it. Why? Because we're imitating the Father. We're imitating him. We're walking in these ways, not as fools, but as wise. We're walking in a way that is going to honor God and glorify God with our life. There's so many Christians that are just not concerned. Just not concerned about what God wants. Not concerned about what God says. I'm just going to live my life the way I want to live it. Then friend, can I tell you as kindly as I can, this is what God says. You are walking as a fool. You're walking as a fool. And that's not what God wants for you. God wants you to walk as wise be wise, he says. He says this twice, right? In verse number 15, walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. In verse 17, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. He says, I don't want you to walk foolishly. I want you to walk in wisdom. I want you to walk wisely. Why? Because we're representing Jesus Christ. We're representing God. And we're trying to help people come to know him. We're trying to point people to him. He says in verse number 18, be not drunk with wine or in his excess, but be filled with the Spirit. By the way, that is the will of God, that we are filled with the Spirit. Now, I really thought I was going to be able to get to all this until I really just kind of figured out, you know what, I'm not going to be able to get to verses 18 through 21. And so what we're going to do next week is we're going to look more in depth at what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit. Because he gives several verses about this. It's not just something we just need to just fly over quickly. Something we really need to understand. Why? Because God says, I want you to walk in wisdom. I want you to walk wisely. Not as fools. I want you to walk in a way where you're redeeming the time. Understand your time that you have is short. Your time that you have is short, right? I'm not trying to embarrass anybody here this morning, but how many of you here this morning are over 60? Would you raise your hand if you're over 60? Raise your hand, right? You understand? Your time is probably shorter than some other people's time. How many of you are over 40 this morning? If you're over 40, 
That includes those that are over 62. The 60 is over 40, right? <laughs> 60 is over 40, right? Last I checked, right? If you're over 40, raise your hand. You know what that means? Your time is less than many of these others in here. How many of you over 20? If you're over 20, over 20, come on, over 20. Now look around. Look around, how many hands are up? You understand? Our time is short. Now we've got a lot of young people in here that are under 20, and praise God for that. And we pray that God gives them long lives. But we don't know how much time we have left. We don't know. And God says, I want you to redeem the time. Make good use of the time that God has given you. Use it to bring honor and glory to God. Use it to help point people to Jesus Christ. Don't just live without thinking. Don't just live and speak without thinking. No, no. Think and speak the way that God would have you think and speak. Work, not just how you want to work. No, no, no. Work the way that God wants you to work. Why? Because we're trying to point people to him. We're trying to point people to Jesus Christ. Walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Redeeming the time. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. If we understand what his will is, then are we doing it? Are we doing these things? Or are we just walking in a way without thinking about God, without thinking about what his will is? I'm just going to walk and do whatever I want. No, 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 no. He says, you've got to understand. And that's why he says, at the very beginning of that verse, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. God says, I want you to follow me. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. He said, if you're my child, he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to imitate me. I want you to walk in love. I want you to walk in light. I want you to walk in wisdom. How are we doing? How are we doing in those things? Again, what a, what a perfect opportunity we have around the Christmas time when everything, everything is about Jesus. Now, the world doesn't see it that way, but as Christians, we ought to. Everything is about Jesus. Whether it's the lights that are put up, or whether it's a garland, whether it's Christmas trees, whatever. It's all about Jesus. It's all about one day. What's hap what happened on that day? What was so special about that day? Jesus. Jesus. Everything points to him. And what a great opportunity to live wisely. If this is the last month that God were to give you on this earth, December of 2023 is the last month that God were to give you on this earth. What a great opportunity we have to live wisely, redeeming the time because the days are evil, understanding what the will of the Lord is, and pointing people to Jesus Christ. Why? Because everything about this month points to him anyway. Let's use it. Let's redeem the time. Let's use it wisely to help people see Jesus. One with their heads bowed and their eyes closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking about. Friend, maybe you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm saved. Pastor, I'm not sure if I died where I would go. I'm just not sure. Maybe I've, I've been in church before or I've tried to be religious, tried to follow some things that they've done, but Pastor, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not sure if I died today where I would go. I don't know if I'd go to heaven. 
I don't know if I'd go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. But I'm not really sure how to get to heaven either. And you say, Pastor, that's me. Friend, nobody, nobody else is looking you out. And I'm not, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. But I would like to pray for you this morning. You say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not sure if I'm saved. I'm not sure if I died where I would go. Friend, would you just slip your hand up and put it right back down? Nobody else is looking about. Just slip it up and put it right back down. I just want to pray for you this morning. Anybody here this morning, just slip it up and put it right back down. Pastor, I'm not sure if I'm saved. I'm not sure where I would go if I died. Just slip it up and put it right back down. And Christian, can I ask you this morning, are you living, are you walking in wisdom? Are you walking wisely? Are we walking as fools? We're not talking about the way the world thinks of fools. No, no, we're talking about how God sees fools. Not even thinking about God. Not trying to live in a way that honors him. Not trying to point people to Jesus. We're just living life the way we want to live it. God says, that's not imitating me. That's not imitating the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything Jesus did was about the Father. I wonder, are we walking wisely? Are we walking as fools? Are we walking in light? Are we walking in love? We understand what God's will is. We said them. We know these are the things that God says in his word that we should be doing. And are we doing them? Are we walking in a way that honors the Lord and points people to Jesus? With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, we're just going to stand quietly. The piano's going to begin playing softly.